from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Finally, have good weather, and I am under the weather. <laughs> I don't understand what under the weather means. I don't. I, what's that phrase? What, what? Why does that mean not feeling good? Yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're if you're enduring really really bad weather, it would make you sick. I don't know. I'm not sure how that applies. You're just making things up. <laughs> but I feel. Awful. Or if you, the weather was so bad, you have to stay inside, so you're under the weather. You're. Lockdown. O for two. <laughs> o for two. You missed that like you missed your prediction about Kyrgios. <laughs> what was not? my prediction? I don't know. Welcome to the tennis revolution. <laughs> Sorry to tell you about my problems right out of the gate. <laughs> Can only go up from here. Man, I feel terrible. Uh, He's dealing with this Dallas weather. It's literally a different season every day here. You know my favorite saying about places? If you don't like the weather... Wait 10 minutes. Every single person in any city listening to the show right now says that. Well, that my yeah, my favorite is the ones that where they insert, yeah, if you don't like the weather in blank, wait 10 minutes. And you like you can find that with any right. state or city. Except like Key West. Yeah. Um, like they say in Australia. Or they the say Sahara it, Desert. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I didn't realize that living in Texas. I thought, oh, Texas just has unpredictable weather. And I'm like, oh, well, everywhere has unpredictable weather apparently. Because they all say that if you go visit places, they say the same thing. You know what else is unpredictable? Nicholas Aloysius <laughs> Kyrios. I don't know what I. I by the way, I that's don't know everyone's middle name. Yeah, that's what I was going with. I don't have any idea what his middle name is, but Aloysius seems fitting at this point. So you didn't really have a prediction. You were just excited for what was next. I was, and I think maybe of course i'm sure this is not on record anywhere but i did say to someone somewhere that i wouldn't be surprised if he blows it first round so we don't even get to see kyrgios versus uh djokovic because <laughs> i when i saw the draw i was like wow kyrgios djokovic second round djokovic is rusty kyrgios is on fire how great would that be on fire oh he was on fire all right he <laughs> lit the game of tennis on fire well he's focused on doubles this week that's, apparently that's what it is I think so. He should be. <laughs> his singles career is over. Oh, I, what a disaster. I almost wonder if he didn't want to play Djokovic, so he said, let me just lose this match and not not risk my perfect record against Djokovic of 2-0. and Here's what I don't like, okay? All, all of the talk about his behavior, etc. So last week, he's playing Nadal in underhand serves, and everybody's losing their mind. Unacceptable. Wait a second. Now there's an article in in, in something called it's a, it's a section of golfdigest.com called the Golf Digest. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios plays tennis <laughs> digest. They don't have much controversy in golf. They got to come get, over to tennis. Yeah. So the uh, the the title of the article this is from March 4th this year, Shane Ryan at golfdigest.com the title is Nick Kyrgios could become 
the most hated athlete in the world. And I'm like, wait a second. Why does it, anybody even care? I don't even care that much, to be honest with you. I was going to say, number one, to be the most hated athlete in the world, the world has to know who you are, first off. And second off, you have to actually be like a contender for tournaments for it to be hated. As, currently, he's neither of those. Yeah, so I hate Tom Brady. Yeah, and and he's very he would probably be the most hated. Now again, you could do that most loved, most hated. You know, right now I hate him because partially, partially because he wins. You know, all these Super Bowls every stupid year, but he also wins them at the expense of my team. Right, so I have some legitimate. I don't just hate him because he's pretty, <laughs> or, um, or with a supermodel, or because his owner is off doing what he does. That's <laughs> I'm not talking. That's a separate, altogether separate podcast <laughs> but nick curios he's not i don't know maybe people do hate him do you hate him no <laughs> was that pause you're waiting that's for it me to- <laughs> i thought you were gonna expound it is a podcast where i we thought talk. you were setting me up to to uh say something no i love having him in tennis because it makes tennis more interesting do i like him personally no i don't as you said we don't know these people i don't think i hate anyone Except Jack Sock. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> not me. No, I don't think not I hate me. anyone on the and tour. You. I, I hate you. <laughs> but no, I think he certainly does things that are worthy of people being upset or, you know, angry at him. But that underhand serve to me is very low on the list of things that he does that. Yeah. I just use that as, a, as an example. Yeah. But some people it, it is a question that that can be reasonably asked um what was their reasoning in the article uh, i didn't i don't know I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't read the article i don't know how you found a golf digest article because you're not a golfer that i know it well we talked about your our golf expertise yeah yeah no 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 i google just google <laughs> you ever, have you heard of this website called uh <laughs> google.com never yeah you can search still them. using ask jeeves <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yes, I. Well, ask Jeeves where Jack Sock is ranked right now. <laughs> See if uh, Jeeves knows the answer. They don't have number that high. <laughs> no, no, he Google fits that. Is it Google like Infinity? <laughs> yes, a hundred zeros or something. Um, is that it? That about Google. <laughs> hundred zeros. I think isn't Google is a hundred is one plus a hundred zeros. I think that's right. Um, Why don't you Google it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see if we can go on forever with this. Yeah. Round in circles. This bit. But no, I I mean, LeBron's got to be one of the most hated. Tom Brady. Can't really think of any baseball players that are super Yeah, but they hated. do it because of their winning. Right. They don't do anything. Like LeBron donates millions to charity <laughs> yearly. Right. Um, But again, I, like to me, Fonini has done much worse stuff than Kyrgios. Agreed. So it's like, well, I don't understand why him... I think it's because a lot of people feel like he's disrespecting the sport, which is worse than disrespecting your opponent or other, you know, other things. Well, here's always been my general sense of the quote unquote, he's hurting the game. He is not hurting the game. The game is, is, is by itself just fine. It is what, you know, tennis is a certain set of rules uh, you know, within the framework of this, you know, either the WTA or the ATP, and it's going to go on irrespective of his place in it. Right. 
Now, is he acting in a way that is outside of the norm within the game at the at the pro level? Yes. Yes, he is. Particularly this day and age with the the big three being sort of the type of people they are. Yeah. Then he it, it's certainly in stark contrast to, to to how the big three are in terms of the way he acts. But he's not hurting the game. What's hurting the game, I'll tell you. <laughs> Changing the scoring system in, in American college tennis. That hurts. But Wait. his antics don't. Yeah, and I you know, I don't think that uh like you said, I think it's a combination of the fact that he beats players that people like, like he's got wins over all the big four. And he also is the fact that he seemingly does it with very minimal effort. And we all watch and think, gosh, if we were we were half as great as he was, we would put so much more effort in and we'd be, you know, so much better. So I feel like that's part of it. Yeah. But I don't see why that like why does that affect me personally? Why do I have to take that as a personal like I'm disappointed he doesn't take it more seriously, but I don't I'm not personally offended by it. I go back and forth in terms of assigning um feelings to it because ultimately i'm just watching the show no matter what happens right so you're right it really doesn't affect any anybody except him and his camp and to some degree his opponent like it certainly affected rafa i mean he chirped a little he had some things to say about him disrespecting whatever um and not the by the way in the underhand serve was not part of it so if the underhand serve didn't offend Rafa then it shouldn't offend anybody else well and I think there's a lot of tennis purists who would probably have a lot of problems with things that Nadal does on court um you know with the amount of time he takes and right and the other things between changeover on changeovers and things like that but I never saw him in that match do anything unsportsmanlike I mean, the underhand, lure, the underhand serve is borderline unsportsmanlike. I will agree not with that. Yeah, not I know, at all. I know one of our few disagreements. And I don't know why that why that is. I know we already discussed this last week a little bit, but I don't know what it is. It's something about the underhand aspect of it makes it seem underhanded. Uh-huh. I just don't. Because if he dinked it over overhead, overhand, like a normal serve, I don't know why that, that would be totally fine. Nobody would be talking about it. But it's something about it, the fact that he did it underhand makes it uh, seem a little more questionable. When he did it also, by the way, like as a surprise, like he did it, he didn't do any kind of motion or anything. So it almost like he tried to do it before Nadal was ready. That's the part of it that's a little bit questionable. Right. Well, again. But that's the only way an underhand serve works. If you're the server, you get to dictate the pace of play. No, that's what I'm saying is when Nadal breaks the. Right breaks the rules consistently is with pace of play, you know, and as, you know, as superstitious and all that stuff as he is, you would think he of all people would adhere to when the other guy's serving, like they go whatever pace they want and there's nothing you could do about it. No, these athletes are very, very selfish <laughs> and I don't, and I'm not kidding. It, yeah. they, they sort of have to be. Yeah. And I, but I don't even think you should be allowed. I mean, I don't know. You talked about college last week, how you have to, you get the option to use the full 20 seconds, both sides. Right. But that kind of goes in the face of the, you know, play at the server's pace. So I don't know what they should do on the tour, but he, Rafa was definitely slowing him down and Kyrgios was trying to speed him up. So there was, that was the, the issue I'm sure they had with each other. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> oh, Nick Kyrgios, they showed a graphic at one point in time 
the speed in between points, and it was like eight seconds faster <laughs> than Cole Schreiber. Well, and I'm almost surprised he doesn't just put four balls in his pocket and just like bah, 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 walk you know, to the other side. Hit four aces and go. And by the way, I think some of that is missing in tennis. You know, I mean, that that you don't need to towel off after you hit an ace or you serve and they didn't return it. That's one of the things you certainly hate for sure. I mean, I don't hate it when it's warranted. I hate it yeah, yeah, that it's yeah. every point. Right. You know, I don't have a problem with them taking a 30-second break after a 25-ball rally, but did you need that after a double fault or after, you know? See, I do. I think they had to shorten the clock to 20. I don't mind if – I like the college system where both players get the full 20, but that's it. Yeah. You know what else I don't care about? Injury timeouts. If you can't keep going, why do you get to get pieced together by a, a trainer, an athletic trainer, and wait, you know. I agree with that. Tend, if you can't go, you can't go. They don't stop the New York Marathon. All right, everybody stop. All 30,000 people, hold, stand right where you are. Don't move. We froze the clock. We stopped the clock. Somebody's got a hangnail. <laughs> and they get them taped back well, up and then go again. They don't do that. And the thing is, 90 seconds, that is your timeout. You've got 90 seconds. Exactly. Get what you need to do in that 90 seconds. And then if you want a medical timeout, that's great. Every minute you have a timeout, you lose a point. So let's decide what's more important. And then if you really need it that badly, well, then we're going to see because you're going to be losing points as it's happening. This is a continuous play sport. That's the idea. And you have to, there's no clock, so there can be no timeout because there's nothing to time out. You right, know what I mean? Right. And so it, you should just keep going. Now, recreational matches, that's a whole other ballgame. Right. Kids, juniors, that's a, you know, that's a whole other ballgame. But if you can't continue, too bad. You can't continue. But, you know, I'm a hard ass. <laughs> you know, but I think that like you said there's clearly that would but that would immediately stop my method would immediately stop people from manipulating that you know without right justification we talked about that courtesy point situation whether it's bathroom break right or injury or anything else courtesy point or points i like your idea of points yeah and if i'm playing isner and i'm doing that when he's about to serve it doesn't matter anyway i'm gonna lose that game so then i can be strategic about when i use my medical timeout if i actually need it right you know which is fine but yeah, it's just, it's gotten to be. I think you get two, two per match. I don't know. I then think. they can't be on the same injury. Right, but then but then they don't uh, start the time until you get diagnosed. And then once so, you get diagnosed, then the time starts. Now, I'm not sure about the ATP and the WTA, but in college, it's two minutes to diagnose and then three minutes to treat. And so... it's I think it's similar in the pros. And so now the first one you come over, it's my ankle. The second one you come over, it's the top of my foot or the, <laughs> or my, the bottom of my calf. Right. <laughs> or something very, very close to the uh-huh. ankle. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, 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 you know, just rife for abuse for n- no, no question about that. I'd like to see the stats, and somebody surely has done this at some point, but I'd like to see the stats of winning percentage of the game after a medical timeout. Like who, who, which player wins the the highest percentage of the next game? The right. person who took the time out or the person who's waiting? Right. It's a lot. It, it remind that's tennis's version of soccer. You know, when somebody gets you know barely touched on the foot. Now, first of all, let me say this: 
Some of the contact these soccer players take, I get it. I would be out for a month. <laughs> I get it. It hurts. <laughs> but a lot of times they're doing it so long, and then as soon as they realize, oh, it's all over, boop, I'm back up, running around, here I am. I'm shocked that all these pro leagues have not like made this flopping that a serious offense. Like NBA is, has it the worst, but even NFL, like you said, somebody lays on the ground injured, and then once the you know head to helmet to helmet they call or whatever, then all of a sudden they're up and ready for the next play. Well, the the most uh, egregious, I can't remember. I think it was during the playoffs, maybe not. But the Giants, they had two guys that looked like they both got shot in the leg with a BB gun. <laughs> I remember the that same video. Exact time they both just go down, <laughs> and you could tell that was. A strategy their coaches had told them. Yeah, they you know they were playing somebody that was uh, playing fast paced offense, and they needed to slow them down. And uh, I, I, similar to tennis, I think there should be a courtesy five yards. Yeah, or something like that. That if you if you you know because if you get injured and they stop the clock, you have to come out. Right. So what? They have a you know they have a fifty three right. elite af well 50, exactly fifty two elite athletes and a kicker. Um, <laughs> Well, and if you got a backup player in there, the backup player gets there, you might be bringing in a starter right. for the backup. So, yeah, courtesy five yards. Like maybe I have a linebacker out of one in the game, but they're playing hurry up. Well, let me have him fake an injury so, so I can get my player back in. So if it's second and ten, you get a courtesy five yards. I think it should still be second and ten, but five yards closer. Yeah. So you're not. it's not a penalty. Yeah. You're just saying, hey, who knows? I don't know how why we're talking about the NFL when there's so much <laughs> tennis going on. I'm sorry got off track but i am a fan of the nfl but uh but that that flopping that reminds me of how th- that's basically our equivalent of flopping yeah. is the in- the fake injury timeout faux injury timeout if you will <laughs> phone any reference no no i know so what don't you find this whole schedule this tournament weird well the only here's why it's weird for us because we record on sundays and now this jacks everything up because we're not we started the tournament so we're going to talk about some of it, right? But we've that's barely it. seen anything, right? Which is weird that, like, it's Sunday, the middle Sunday of the tournament, and there's some people just playing their first match. Like, the, in fact, the majority of people are playing their first match right now, which to me is just strange because I feel like the tournament's been going for several days, yet these guys are just now starting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. We talked about this before. I don't like the buys. It, no. In ten, I think the buys are one of the most inherently unfair aspects of tennis ever. Obviously, in a tournament when when anybody can sign up, like a local tournament, you have to have buys because you don't get even numbers, you don't get multiples right. of four. But they at the pro level, they could put strong. whatever, yeah, or just <laughs> either make it, either just decide sixty four or one twenty eight, whatever. Either one's fine. And I actually think it's a disadvantage to some of the seeds sometimes because you're playing a guy who's already got confidence with the win. Correct, I um, agree. So I don't even think the seeds necessarily benefit from it. Yeah, do you think the first set with Djokovic and Bjorn Frantangelo, 7-6, 5 in the breaker, was because Bjorn got really, really good? <laughs> or is it because, oh, wait, Djokovic hasn't played. In three months or and two now months. He, and he's just coming off a first-round win. Yeah, and maybe he even uh, – he I don't know if he qualified or not, but he may have made he it did, He did qualify. Yeah, yeah so he's up. got three three wins coming into that match. And Djokovic hadn't hit a, hit a match ball in two months. Right. So, I yeah, I agree with and you. And even him, as good as he has barely overcame that, other guys are not going to be able to. Well, and by the way, his second set was 6-2. So <laughs> it all, the ship righted itself. Well, and here's the other thing. 
if Djokovic loses that round, that match, he gets zero points. If Bjorn loses, he's still got the points for winning the first round. So they actually lost an opportunity to get points in the first round by having the bye. Right. Which doesn't make sense to me either. Uh, I don't see how you can give points to somebody for making it the same round as someone else that gets no points. Well, this this harkens back to that whole, you know, where they used to have the, the, the champion from the previous year start in the finals. Right. I mean, this is a, a obviously not the same, but it's along those lines. Yeah. Why give the best players an extra chance to win the tournament? Yeah. They can win fewer matches. It's just, I just, I think it's strange. Yeah. I don't know what, like you said, I guess they can't make it 128 because they don't want to be the same size as a slam. But I think, you know, I think 64 would be fine. Yeah, I agree. Or you really, you want to get crazy? I got an idea. Totally randomize the buys. Yeah. If you want to have not big enough of a field to fill a 128, but you want to have more than 64, randomize the, the buys. Yeah. So it's not unfair. Or, I mean, you could randomize them, but still like only keep them to the seated players. So if you have 32 seeds, maybe you have a 108 draw and you go only no, I would 24 say of them get the seeds. Randomize them to everyone. You still keep the... the well, that's you need, but randomize them, but and meaning the seeds still wouldn't play each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the seeds. Well, yeah, still so that'd be order. no different than uh, the slams, which is fine. Because I was going to say, well, there's no advantage to being seeded, but I guess the slams there isn't either, except that you don't play another seed. That's all the you shouldn't have an advantage. It's a, right. No, the, that's what I'm saying. I the, agree the with you. Seeding is for the tournament, not for the players, or it should be. Yeah. And the buys, you know, instead of the one seed having a buy, maybe you know, line line five has a buy. And well, so, and I don't know if you agree, but I actually felt like the first two days of the tournament almost seemed like qualifying because <laughs> it was all the all the players not in the top 35 playing each other. And you're watching and you're like trying to find an interesting first round match. And it's like, oh, there's all these players that are kind of mid-level players playing each other. And again, I'm not, they're not bad, obviously, but it just seems like it took longer for the tournament to get going when you had all those buys. Because you didn't have any unseated players that you wanted to see play each other. Yeah, here's another... Uh in relation to the mini hard court season, <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> I don't like it calling. I don't like to call it the sunshine um, swing. Uh, because no, I don't that, think you'll ever hear me call it that. That puts too happy of a spin on what shouldn't even shouldn't even exist. <laughs> this, this this should be anyway. Um, the the difference between this tournament and every other tournament outside the Australian Open thus far this year. I mean, every other tournament was a nothing tournament. Right. And now you get to the two hardcore, you know, uh, big events. And guess what? Lots of the top players are playing, and it's exciting. Right. It makes me mad that I'm excited about watching these matches. <laughs> it's making me mad that the top players are playing each other, even though that's what I want. Right. But it bothers me because it, it it's so out of place, and they don't do this in the in the lead ups to Australia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and what kind of I think what makes you mad about it is that whoever wins Indian Wells in Miami that doesn't mean anything for the next 3 months. Like it doesn't lead it. I mean, look, for example, Del Potro won Indian Wells last year. Well, how'd that work out for him the next 4 months after that? He didn't do anything. So it's like it doesn't springboard anything because it's not a progression. Again, back to our season. It's not connected to anything and the players don't think so either. 
right? Because they don't play anything else. No, they play. You know, one or one or two might play a tournament leading up to the AO. That's Australian Open to you and me. <laughs> to you, lay people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then you know, and then it's just kind of they spot in here and there, and then they all show up for. Indian Wells and and for Miami. I was shocked how many players yesterday me. they were saying was their first match since Australia. They said that about Wozniacki, exactly. Djokovic, and it's like, well, yeah, because they're not going to go play on clay for a few weeks just to come back and play on hard court again. Like, what would be the point? So it it's it's like a it's like an unnecessary break. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. Unless you're just going to have two hard court seasons, I don't know what the solution is. They basically that's basically well, what they're doing. Clearly, well, again, as I've said before, Indian Wells and Miami, you can put anywhere, literally anywhere in the calendar, right? And the weather's going to be lovely. Well, really, the, to me, one of the solutions is Miami should be a clay court tournament. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Leading up, you just had the just had the hard court. Make Indian Wells the only hard court. Although, again, why would have any hard court? Right right. I don't know, but make Indian Wells the hard court. And then Miami should be clay. Why do you have two hardcourt masters back to back? Doesn't make any sense with without a slam after it that's hardcourt. Maybe all this uh, political turmoil at the ATP may help change some of that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't care what's going on with that. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Right. And I don't care. And even if I did know, I still wouldn't care. Well, are you aware of any of it? Not really. Like you said, I kind of. I get so tired of hearing about proposals and theories and, you know, different people taking over different things. And I don't like to pay much attention to it till it actually happens. Well, apparently at this point, Justin Gimmelstab has murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, it seems like now he might be a horrible human being. I don't know. Um, and maybe he shouldn't be in any way, shape or form part of the governing structure of the ATP. Um, but unless, put it this way, I don't care who did what. If the next person that gets elected to any high office for the ATP does exactly what we say, then I'm all in. Yeah. If they don't, then I don't care if Mother Teresa is ahead of it. She's dead. But <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying. Or even some of what we say to start with. No, all of it. It's got to... <laughs> all or nothing. All, no, no, no. All of it because everything is right. Yeah. Yeah, it... It just uh, it frustrates me to pay attention because I get false hope about, oh, man, they're going to fix this or they're going to do this. And then I recently heard of what you mentioned about shortened format. I recently heard there's some other format besides Fast Forward that's similar. And it's, it's like, like yeah, great. That's what we need. The uh, what was it? 30 some starting. Yes. I know what it is, but I don't know the name starting. Yeah. Every, I assume it's starting every game at 30. all. I just can't understand. And they did something here with some nonsense. I was going to mention that, I can't too. understand. Was that your corner? Do you mean wait? <laughs> I can't understand that if you like something, why would you want to have less of it? Right. Yeah, and so that that was the yet another cup we have, the Eisenhower Cup. That was the start of this tournament. So here was the only cool thing about that. I tried to think in my head, okay, what is this compar- comparable to? Well, what's the Eisenhower Cup? That's what they did the first night of this tournament. Did you not see it? No. So they played an eight-person draw of super tiebreakers. Oh, the ten. Yeah, the ten. they called it. It was on the guide. It said tiebreak tens, but it was actually called the Eisenhower Cup. I see. And so they played ten, all, ten point tiebreakers. That was it. 
and uh, all in one night. But the only thing that was cool about that, I thought about it, is in comparison to the Masters Par Three uh, tournament. You know, they have that every year. All the guys play in it the day before the tournament. It's kind of a cool way for people to see them all before the real event starts. So I kind of thought that was similar. Like people that maybe yeah. don't want to pay for the big events, they still get to see those guys play, and it's a good warrant for them to That's, kind of check the courts. L- listen, and, so the tournaments have to do all kinds of things to try to make some money yeah. and get people out to their venue and I have no problem with it. And so if that's all that was, it was goofy. Yeah, they weren't making it a legitimate competition like right. it was worth something like they do with the world versus Europe. The, yes, exactly. Or world team tennis as a whole. Apparently right. there's a new team in world team. By the way, there's always a new team. Can we get back no to team. what we started with as a draw? <laughs> God, we always get sidetracked. There's always a new team in world team tennis cuz no teams can be successful. Except for the New York team. And the Newport team. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a fine, fine. Anyway, so back to the <laughs> BNP Paribas Open at Indian Wells Tennis Garden. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this is a perfect example of what tennis can be. And why don't we get it every week? Or at least almost every week in a segmented you know, season based on the Grand Slams. Yeah. Because this is what everybody, you know, who was talking, was it, uh, who was, Jim Courier, I believe. He's looking out at the stands at a full, to capacity, I would assume, Indian Wells Stadium, number one, this number one stadium or whatever. They may have six stadiums there. They might, who knows? They do, I couldn't believe it. Give or take. And he was remarking on how many people were there, and just and because of he was looking at one stadium, <laughs> one small tiny aspect of the entirety of tennis popularity as a whole in this country. Oh, and he said uh, something along. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't know what accent, but we're gonna it might end up being Swedish. But this is Jim Courier, <laughs> even though he's American. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's very blonde. <laughs> um, actually, he's red hair, red blonde, kind of yeah. like yours. Actually, mm-hmm. we're related. A lot of complexion issues too. Um, <laughs> so he said something about the fact, you know, don't talk to me about how you know tennis is is, is struggling. Yeah, because that proves it. Behold, one stadium <laughs> in an ultra rich area of California where the weather is lovely all the time and the population—it's the largest population of the fifty states. Yeah, we have the best field of any tournament that's not a slam of the year really does yeah that's it and of course miami's going to be packed of course it is right but how many empty seats were you know in the first round of you know delray beach or you know right. whatever so, yeah and i mean like you said that's really and really that doesn't even determine the success of any sport it's the tv ratings are number one i did read something that said Australian Open ratings were up like 24% from last year or something like that. Well, that's wonderful. So that was that to me that is more of an indication than attendance at one event. That just seems it says the tennis is popular there, you know, in that location. Well, but, the but like be- you said everybody wants to go to Indian Wells. It could be any time of year. Right, the best field for sure, you know, outside of a slam. Uh, certainly thus far this year. The best doubles draw. Hey. Even maybe including slams. I agree. Um yeah, who cares about doubles? And but, it's co-ed. Uh-oh. So, yeah, that's another thing that, that packs the house. You've got a double dose of whatever. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so Monfils, uh, I thought uh, is a good story so far. But again, we're four days in yeah. or whatever it is when we're talking. Three and a half, yeah. yeah. He's been exciting this whole winter because he's just been getting back to form. Seems, even really even better than form. Seems focused. Seem, but you know what? He's always been able to upset good players or beat good players early. It's when we get to the semis yeah. that he starts to struggle. Um, yeah, and you got the similar with Warinka. He's just rolling along. Now, uh, so my player to watch last week i was super excited about Tsitsipas. <laughs> you were super excited about yeah did i come in criticizing you about him but he didn't get beat by a next gen he got beat by a fellow next next gener and that guy we're excited about too yeah exactly just because i didn't bring him up he didn't win the tournament last week so <laughs> that's why but uh th- but that's an interesting um rivalry a budding rivalry apparently uh, FAA Felix <laughs> yes uh, is w- or was three and zero against Seats of Pass and Juniors, which is shocking to me because I thought he was like two or three years younger. May- well, but you know, kids play up when. Well, I know, but still, that's impressive for him to beat Seats that many times. If there is an age disparity, who knows? See, I bring up one tidbit and you rip it apart. <laughs> I know nothing. No, so. I did hear that as well. I heard the same stat. Um. But, I, I, again, from what we talked about last week, you know, Seats of Pass was somebody that I thought was the truth. And guess what? We sort of reserve judgment on FAA because he's so young, but he's super talented, and I think we both agree on that. Yeah. So we've got uh, so we got Roundage coming. You know, I think his performance in the tiebreak 10s is probably what helped propel him <laughs> into uh, – <laughs> I didn't even watch the finals of that. I know it was him and Warenka. I don't care um, at all. I yeah, I didn't understand how you were supposed to or why you were supposed to. I wouldn't care if you were playing in the finals, right? <laughs> but I mean, what I don't understand. I don't. It's like you. I mean, I guess you can just because you can go and say I got to see Nadal and Warenka play. No, it's that's a, the listen, draw. It is, of course, of course. Because, like you said, you buy a day two ticket. To a certain stadium, you might not get everybody. Yeah. But now you get to get eight of the top. Well, you know, sort of. And I think it was charity based too. Well, I know it was for the player for the players. Oh right. But they people still had to pay to get in, obviously. But yeah, like you said, I have no problem with a tournament doing anything they want that's out of the confines of the competition. I don't really care what you want to do, you know, to get people to come out or or make money. That doesn't bother me. You know, we have yeah. Tony Roma playing that, a golf tournament here, and a lot of people were mad about that, saying, why does he deserve It's like whatever gets people to come to the event. Right. doesn't really matter. It's not going to have an impact on the tournament itself. So, to me, with Sitsa Pass out at the hands of Ager Aliasim, um, FAA, I do, I, will, I do think it's interesting to see, you know, what that kid can do. I think he's 18 and a half. Uh, yeah, he's young. Yeah. In fact, I thought he was younger than that. I thought he was still 17. Yeah, so uh, he will play Nishioka next, if it's not already happened as you hear this. And then um, and then the next uh, round, potentially, uh, his his toughest opponent potential would be 
uh, Dejere, who's the thirty, the thirty seed. He's been on a roll. Yeah. So, in fact, I think they played each other. I think that was who uh, Felix lost to in the final of the. But it was, was Clay it? Court. Yes, yes, it was. Yep. Uh, so then, in the following round, he would potentially play uh, Zverev. <laughs> Zverev can't make it that far. <laughs> Sorry. What? Another second round match was ruined. I wanted to see Zverev versus Zverev, and Misha blew that. So we didn't get to see that either. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? The Serb Volier, who's 47 years old, wouldn't make it <laughs> that far. But, yeah, like you said, I don't have a problem with Tsitsipas losing to somebody like that, a contemporary. Put it this way, it doesn't change what we've talked about. No. And it's just, I mean... That's just also, we've seen that with every level of player, that you'd go deep in one tournament. It's, to lose early in the next is not that uncommon. So in the, in the same vein, is if Felix can make it to the semis and loses to a big three, that doesn't change anything for me in terms of my next next-gen theories versus, you know, the next-gen versus big three, big four. Yeah. Um, so that's still intact. Uh, a couple of the next-geners, you got uh, Goffin, Still in it. Um, Team. I'm not sure I recognize. I'm not aware of who that is. Um, <laughs> Shapovalov playing Stevie Johnson. See, Shapovalov is on. He's We consider him next next gen, right? Um. Well, he played in the next gen. Yeah. So he's kind of on that. He's in the middle. Yeah, because he, he's been on the tour for a while, but he's he didn't peak right away. Yeah. It, and again, it's a gray area, but I think... Well, yeah, for our the first next gen we know is a complete failure. <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, they're but they're 24, 25 now. Right, so but if the big three and big four retire and then the next gen start winning them all yeah. and the next next gen can't break through, well, then, oh, okay, well, then everything's all equal. That's not the point. <laughs> it's if the next next gen leapfrogs, you know, so if Seats of Pass and FAA win a bunch of Grand Slams before Zverev even – as a chance, then we know I was right. Yeah, but uh, ultimately, our fear is Djokovic at the one seed, Nadal <laughs> at the two, and Federer, whatever, and Federer at the f- what is he at? Where is he at? Probably six, maybe five, somewhere. Anyway, um, I think Federer and Nadal would play in the semis. No, Federer. Oh, look at that. Federer's the four. Okay, because Del Potro's not in. Yeah, that's pro- among others. But anyway, why? so. Yeah, so Federer and Nadal are on the same half. So the semi, you know, could have three out of the four. And then. Yeah, I mean. I'm picking Federer over Nadal for that one. Uh, and then Djokovic. So. Well, I was going to ask you is there anybody you see and that can make the finals besides those three? Especially now that Tsitsipas is out, who was a contender for that. I mean, listen, um, anybody, it's early in the season. Everybody's still hopefully pretty fit. So, like, a roundage could serve his way right on through. Um, Chillich. And, and listen, I would not be, you know, dumbfounded if, you know, I hate to say it. I don't want to say it. <laughs> you're going to make me say it. But if Zverev <laughs> made it through, again, it's... This is when he usually thrives. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Well, and... We've seen this theory disproven before, but I can't imagine Djokovic not playing for two months is not going to have some effect in a crucial stage of a match. 
I mean, how can you be matched yeah. tough when you haven't played for two months? But again, we saw Federer take six months off and win a major. So uh, that that shouldn't be able to happen, but it has been happening. Yeah. yeah but I, I would know. think Zverev would have to have pretty good confidence against Djokovic if they played because he beat him the last time they played in a Masters. And that was with Djokovic you know, playing a lot and playing well. Yeah. I'd like to see Monfils do well. That'd be great. Walrinka. Nish- I still, I still think Corey struggled. Yeah, I think still think Walrinka's not a hundred percent there yet, but he's getting closer every every tournament. He gets closer, but well, you know, he's ready for clay. That's got to be what he's focused on. You know, the French because that's always been kind of his best surface. We still got Isner serving. You know, <laughs> I mean, any, you know, any puncher's chance kind of got situation. that American record they showed. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, he made the finals one, or he won it one year. Or was that Miami? Miami, I think okay. it was Miami. Yeah, it was Miami. But I think he made the semis or finals of Indian Wells one year against Djokovic. So he's, he's any any American tournament, he probably a shoe in to make the quarters or semis. He's just got to manage his games. Yeah. He can't play too many games per set. He's got a limit. All right. I tell my daughter this almost every day, and I will share it with you and our fans. Boys are stupid. So let's go ahead and talk about the ladies when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. Of course, daddy is not stupid. When I say when I tell her boys are stupid, I used to be stupid when I was a boy. But, um, I'll tell you what, man. It the the women's side looks more normal than the men's. The men's side. I'm just blown away about the amount of interesting matches with big-time players. The women's also, sure, but it's more nor- – this is what every week looks like. To right. Me. Almost right. every week. Yeah. Now, you might not have every single player and get all the matchups you want, but there's so many more matchups in the women's side that matter to me than you know on the men's typically. But it is amped up a little bit on the women's side. Now, have you done your normal thing and just ignored women's sense totally? <laughs> or since it's on the same channel, you're stuck with it. Which one? <laughs> Those are my only two options. Yeah, you hate them or you're stuck with them. You, 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 and, and you hate them or not watch. Which one? Well, here's what was funny. The first two days of the tournament, that was all we had was women's, which I thought was actually great. It got you kind of interested in the draw right away because for whatever reason, the women started a day or two earlier, probably because the finals of the women's is a day earlier. But it, I, they got me hooked right away in this draw. There were some interesting matchups immediately. Well, Osaka got to get a little re-re, a little revenge on Mladenovic. Right, which was, which was cool that they ended up playing again. Yeah. Um, I'm sure these draws are completely random. That's what I was going to say. That's almost, it's almost, I mean, the, the mathematics on that got to be insane. <laughs> Did you say mathematics? <laughs> you could have just said math. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, hey, so be it. Uh yeah, so Osaka got 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 a uh, a little revenge, a little pretty straight set or um 
pretty routine is what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, three and four match, and she gets to play the American Sensation. Okay, I can't wait for that. DC, match. I call her DC. I don't know if you you know know <laughs> what that means. I call her something else. I can't say on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I watched her at the end of her match. She did not smile. I think she's had that uh, Botox in the wrong place because she cannot smile. And she has no emotion. So, <laughs> so, you knew what I was going right when you said it. Right when you saw my face. I don't care. All I care about is that she is she plays. I hope she defects to Russia or something. She plays college mentality. <laughs> She's in your face, fist pumping towards your opponent, which is not supposed to be legal in college, but 100% of college children do it. Right. Um, come on. She's nonstop. I love it. It'll be interesting to see how Osaka handles that sort of in-your-faceness. Yeah, I'd rather see Collins play Serena because of that, but I'm Osaka's a good, another good option. And I don't, I suck it. I don't see as that kind of like I don't see her going back and forth. Whereas oh, Serena totally would. Yeah, I think yeah she would. Serena would just screech louder than her exactly. and hit harder than her. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Serena would start out just oh that's cute, but then as it got into a tight set or <laughs> right. a tight match, she would amp it up with the with the the screaming, the grunting, and yeah. the, and the power, and the come on, you know, fist pumps. Right. But it should be interesting. It should be interesting. I think Osaka seemingly, you know, is uh, she's a little goofy off court in a good way. Right. But on court, she's pretty mild mannered and, you know, reserved. I don't know. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah, I would say so. And then Danielle Collins is the opposite. <laughs> when someone said that Danielle has been, I guess, posting on one of her social media things saying she can't understand why she's single or something. <laughs> I had a few I had a few ideas. Um but I thought the match of the tournament male or female so far was that uh, Kvitova Venus. Oh which yeah. Which was for us yesterday but um I didn't get to see as much of it as I wanted to but I was happy for Venus. And again we talked about last week or two weeks ago Kvitova has played every freaking tournament. I mean, she's probably played 30 matches. Heroic. <laughs> and not just cuz she's coming from a, back from a stabbing but because nobody else does that. So, although the women do it more than the men. Because, yeah. again, what did I say? Men are stupid. Stupid. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun match. I mean, uh, it, everybody wanted to talk about the level. Yeah. And, and again, there were times of high level. But um, there were also times of unforced errors. You know, it's, it, you know just weird places and just... Uh, but yeah, it was an exciting match. I mean, it was it was high intensity, which matters. Um, and again, I always cheer for Americans first. <laughs> Call me crazy, but that's what this podcast is theoretically about. And so, uh, you know, heartstrings with Venus uh, and Serena, um, but with Venus, you know, especially just because of the Shogren situation, and and it's like you never know if you're going to get to see a hundred percent full throttle Venus right. just because it's out of her control. And so I think we got to see, I, I guess we got to say, you don't know, but I guess we got to see it and it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to imagine that Venus is not going to have that many more wins like that, you know, in her career. So to me, that's what makes me happy for her that she was able to get that. Oh dude, she was happy for her. She was jumping up and down <laughs> like a schoolgirl. Oh, that was fun. So that was her 23rd match this year, Kvitova. 
Wow. Uh, that, that's got to be one of the highest. I mean, I know Hallett plays a lot too, but but I'm thinking she's got to be imagining just happy to be out there if she wasn't able to play for so many months. Right. Yeah, I mean, people don't think about how short, you know, uh, a career can span year-wise, but you never know because people are gunning for you every day, not right. literally, um, <laughs> but coming for your spot. And so when you have it taken away from you non-tennis related, it's got to it's got to get in you where it's like, whoa, I could lose this for any number of reasons, least of which is ranking. Right. So good for her. Another uh, person. So you so you're talking about people playing the most matches. Somebody who's probably played the fewest, <laughs> or some of the fewest. Vika. I know, and I had some friends going to that tournament, and they were kind of hyped up about that match. And I was like, oh, well, you know, she hasn't been playing the greatest lately. So I wasn't quite – I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew there was potential for fireworks and 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 drama and really high-level tennis, but I also saw the potential for a beatdown. Well, it, here's the thing. It, it was it was a good match, um, but – it was almost sort of like, you know, memories of your old girlfriend kind of thing. It's like, that's <laughs> eh, bittersweet. Just because, you know, Azarenka is not and can't be exactly where she wants to be because apparently she still doesn't have 100% freedom to play exactly what she wants or what. I don't know what her story is. <laughs> I try not to get into the drama of other stuff, but it just goes to show you a player like that is on the bench of the WTA. Like, we've been right. loving tennis, and then here she comes to add a whole other dynamic. And the other thing I liked about that match is they like each other. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. not like – there's no pissiness. There's no like – I didn't think – are they known for being friends? Uh, she gave, I know her and Wozniacki are friends. I didn't know Azarenka they... gave her, uh, her a kiss on the cheek after the match. Okay. You know, she didn't give me a kiss on the cheek. So. <laughs> well, and how many times during that match did they mention them being mothers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably throughout. Right. Um, which again, I'm not saying that's not impressive, but it's just funny how that's become like, I almost feel like that's become more of the story for Serena than, uh, how much she's winning. And for Azarenka probably too, because she just hasn't won as much, but the person who I knew that went said, you know, how good is this girl she's playing or set or text me and said this, Matt, this girl that Serena's playing is really good. I said, well, yeah, she's won two slams and she's been number one in the world. Right. So I don't think people remember it's been so long isn't that like, weird it is like kuznetsova you know one two slams she saw their plan and it's like you don't you they, they'll say in a draw there's eight grand slam championships like really there's eight women in this tournament of grand slam and then you see like the list and it's like oh well some of those were like 10 or 12 years ago <laughs> but they're still out there which to me is more impressive like venus to me still playing is is so impressive because we've seen how many players are not willing to do that well, she had an art- artificial sort of reason to not play. Yeah. Um, and so, and with that, when you don't play, you know, you don't beat yourself up physically. You know, so you you, you maybe have more length in your career because you're not playing daily. I mean, yeah. uh, a la Federer, who takes four <laughs> months off and still number one. But there, there really is not a player that Venus can't beat on the tour, except for Serena. Ability wise, right, right. And that's on a hard court also. Right. Or grass. But it's just pretty amazing to me. Now, the problem is there's she's not going to be able to win seven matches in a row because With, of the wear and tear. And 
without even if she's feeling 100 percent you're exactly right you know, i'll tell you one thing that's um unfortunate one of the most unfortunate things about her getting Shogren's outside for us obviously for her it's her health i <laughs> yeah. get it but just for us is i think we may have gotten taken away from us what could have been the greatest rivalry in the history of women's tennis and that's venus versus serena yeah because i mean the first the first i don't know how many weren't good right i mean first of all you're two newly you know elite professional players and all that goes with that and then on top of that you are playing somebody you grew up with and trying to win for yourself but there you know if serena is playing you know davenport she doesn't care about davenport's career right but her sister she does and vice versa and so those first matches were awful. Yeah, like the level the the level of tennis was a lot of unforced errors, a lot of nerves. It just wasn't good, and it progressively got better as they sort of got more comfortable with their roles and and their you know place in history, you know all that kind of stuff. Well, and I think the style they play, it's almost hard to have a good match because. If one of them is on, the other one can't be on. Right. Because uh, lately you've seen the it's seen like that one, they had that one match where it was like 6 1, 1 6, you know, 6 right. 3. So it's just like you can't, the way they play, you're not going to ever have both of them on at the same time. Yeah. That's a great observation. But they've, it's weird how they've almost gotten closer. Their matches have almost gotten more competitive recently. You know, in the last three or four years, Serena probably won seven or eight in a row at one point. In their head to head, to head, I would assume. So another American that uh, I don't know. Maybe we're done with her. I told you I was done with her. If that's who you're talking about, Keys. I watched the end of it. Yeah, it Keys. was painful. I, I mean, and one of my one of our listeners saw me in person and said, "What is your deal with what is your problem, with Madison Keys?" And I said, "I like Madison Keys, but I cannot. It's hard to be a fan of her because she loses to the same." She loses the same match all the time. Yeah. And Navratilova said she's got to fix her backhand. And I'm like, you've got a pro who needs to fix a ground stroke. That's not that's not a good thing. Like, you don't hear a commentator say that about a pro very often. They need to fix their, you know, a basic stroke. She's trying to play like a boy. And what I mean by that <laughs> is just, just bash the ball with no regard for what she's trying to do. Because what are boys again? Stupid. <laughs> well, and... If she was playing in the 90s, she would destroy everyone. But now that doesn't work in the women's. Right. Like Davenport, and that's why I don't like Davenport as her coach, even though I'm sure she's telling her good stuff. But that was how Davenport played. Well, Davenport played that way, and there was three other women that played that way, and that was it. Right. So they, they could overpower every other woman. Well, now you can't overpower the women. Like you said, they're faster than the balls being hit. Right. So that doesn't work. Look at that. He's listening to his coach. <laughs> but she's also, her serve is not dominant anymore, or at least it wasn't in that match. Right. Uh, her, I mean, her serve was getting returned every time. She's got to reset, man. She needs a new coach. And what she probably should do is just call the Tennis Revolution podcast. <laughs> we could help her out. Well, I was shocked she was seated 17. I'm like, how is she seated? She seems to lose early a lot. Yeah, I don't know. And it's too bad because I think, you know, in, in a completely different way to Kyrgios, She's not living up to what I think. I could be wrong on her potential, but it's right. seemingly her potential is uh, the sky's the limit, I guess. Well, and maybe it's negative or cynical to criticize her when Sloan got destroyed. 
but I feel like with Sloan, we know that she's hot and cold. With Keys, I, I don't know. Well, she has. She's only been cold lately. Yeah, when Keys, it's like her her maximum hasn't been amazing. I mean, a Grand Slam final, yes, but. I don't know. It's hard to differentiate. I guess I know that Stevens is willing to battle, and I know when she's in it full effort, like she's not going to give up in a match. Right. Whereas Keys, like she she lost the last six points of that match, and it was like it didn't even seem like she was really wanted to win those points, or she was doing anything you know particular to to battle battle to the end. Yeah. And that's what's frustrating to watch. And listen, we're not in her camp. We don't know what she's going through in terms of training wise, what she's trying to do. Uh, she just may not be able to. We could be totally right. off. Yeah, maybe she doesn't have the ability to play rally. But, I mean, I still go back to the fact that she had to have been able to rally to get to this level. Like, you can't get to this right, level without right. being able to out-rally players. And I don't know if it's because she doesn't have confidence or just she's committed to one style of play and that's right. it. But, it, yeah, it's not. it hasn't been good. And Which, going into the clay court season – you know, you're not going to be able to play that style on clay either. Which disappoints me way more than it does for Kyrgios. <laughs> just don't care about Well, because Kyrgios, she's still putting the effort in. Kyrgios doesn't even seem right. to have the effort. And plus, she's American and nice and, you know, we like her. Yeah. It doesn't tell people in the crowd to F off <laughs> and all the rest of it. Um, So, we have Garbina playing Serena now I think I asked Currently. you I think I asked you already right you're not recording it right I am not okay <laughs> listen I got tiptoe around you and you're dumb um, I so. am not but if it's a nail-biting match I'll go watch it later without knowing the outcome but so what you so we can't talk about it <laughs> They already know. They they can look it up and see. They're on to the next match. The winner of that plays how I'm talking about you. I, I don't oh, want to I ruin know. your life. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But it's not over, right? I, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I, what do you want me to do here? If it's over, you can tell me. Oh, my God. But I hate you so much. <laughs> but anyway, I think the winner of that is supposed to play Halep. So that's the, obviously the most exciting quarter of the draw. The winner of that match, I think, yeah, does not play Halep. Oh no, no. How, what are you talking about? I thought I heard that they're at the top of the bottom half. She's at the bottom of the bottom half. Oh, so they would just not play till the semis. Yeah. See, I'd heard that she had to play Halep pretty early. Oh my God, you just make stuff up. Because <laughs> that was the complaint about the draw that she got screwed again. Yeah, even though she's not seated in the top eight, and and she's not pregnant, right? So it's not because okay, <laughs> just checking. It's already over. She's been playing. Okay. It's the mother's bias in the draw. That's why Serena and Azarenka played each other first. It was the bias against the mothers. Get rid of mothers. Tired of them. <laughs> um, and I've heard nothing about the women's doubles draw. I guess that the women play doubles every week, so it's not as significant. No, doubles is not significant. <laughs> doubles is over. They just need to get rid of all doubles. I, I am sure that when the Bryan brothers play, it's packed, but I would outside of that... I can't imagine doubles is drawing a big crowd. No Hingis anymore, except now, with yeah at Indian Wells because mm-hmm. there's names. All right, so here's the good news: you don't have to go back and watch it. The bad news is <laughs> Serena retires. What from tennis? No, <laughs> uh, in that match. Great. So Muguruza moves on. I thought Serena won the first set. 
No, she oh, did not. Well, there you go. I blame you. Well, so that actually makes it interesting if she'll play Miami or not. And then what, you know, her status is going forward. Because that's really, I can't imagine she's retired that many times in her life. That's really unusual for her. Yeah. Hmm. Gail Monfils is uh, five all with uh, Adrian Manorino in doubles against Mackenzie McDonald <laughs> and O'Reilly Opelka. The former uh, challenger T-Bar uh, Dallas opponents. They played each other in that tournament. So there you go. Somebody to root for. Yeah, this is weird. We're like, you know, into the third round at most, and we're trying to talk about this tournament. It's not done. <laughs> and by the time you hear it, these matches will be done. But we we still won't be to the end yet. So. Right. Well, and what's weird, if you look at that doubles draw, it literally looks like they just threw names in a hat and picked partners. Like, there's no rhyme or reason with nationality, right. Right. playing style. Like, you see no... And I almost think it'd be better if they did that. Yeah. Like, outside of the couple set doubles teams that are in there, just say, okay, we're going to draw for partners like a lottery. That would actually make... It'd be fun. Interesting. And you can make it like a ceremony on opening and, night and or something. Do, and you can do that in doubles because no one cares. Right. You really can't. I'm not kidding. I no, mean, I just, agree with you. I, they could seed... Well, I don't know how they would do it, but you take the top legitimate teams, top four teams, or whatever, make them the top four seeds, and then say we're going to draw the remaining 28 spots. And if, you know, two players hate each other and they get put together, well, that's more entertaining for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm looking through this uh, through this draw. Svenlina almost bit it. Oh, yeah? Almost bit it to Kennan, who I said is too little. Oh, I, yeah, I knew that match was, was a battle. So yeah. do you think Kennan... Right when I say that about Kennan, now it's like, no! <laughs> Is she the American that we should be most excited about now? Outside of the ones that have already had success, I mean. Or I guess Collins would probably be at the top of that list. I think Collins, I think, she's already done a little upside. bit. But I mean in terms of someone who's really done nothing. Because Anna Samova, I don't even know if she was in this draw. She was. Yeah, uh, she was. And then, you know, some of those, they're talking about Christina McHale, talking about Allison Risk. I'm They've like, kind of, yeah. I might their... give it up on those. Although, again, Jennifer Brady's playing tonight. Age, you know, age is changing in terms of, you know, it's all skewing, you know, as we yeah. talked about older. So I guess in some sense, uh, you know, but. But 5-7 is Kennan, you know. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's just funny to me how they're they make such a big deal when the girls do so well at 16, 17, 18. And then you just don't hear about it. like CeCe Bellis. What happened to her? Totally. I know she. Right. I think she had some injuries, but it's like little. She's it's little. so hard to, t- to tell who to really be excited about. Like Tiafo, who's flamed out early, two tournaments in a row. Right. I mean, so you have they have to recognize that is did they have a good run at a tournament or are they, you know, strong players? Like yeah, that's the difference. I really do think. I mean, I you know, so you got Anna, Anna Samova, and D and DC, and they're both. You know, tall. Right. They've got height, but they can move. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, you know, Kennan is five seven. Am I crazy? Or <laughs> see, if you're five seven, you, I think the the um, the wild, not the wild card, the uh, variable <laughs> mathematics. Speaking of mathematics, <laughs> the variable I think that you need to have ha- that you have to have is elite endurance right. elite speed like Ferrer or like Simona Halep yeah she's five what six what did we look up is that what she was yeah I was, remember we looked her up she's five six but 
she is elite, and I mean, or like, you know, I mean, I'm talking about yeah, world much everything else. class right. speed and world-class endurance. So you might not be able to drop, you know, bombs on your serve. Believe me, we've seen that. <laughs> uh, starting out a Grand Slam final with like four <laughs> breaks in a row. Um, but you have to have something that's elite. And so right. you can compensate for your lack of leverage with the height and the power. Uh, with something that is elite, and she has that. And I don't know if Sophia Kennan has that. Yeah, doesn't seem like it. Yeah, and that's although I will say five seven to me is like the you know minimum height you can be. Like if she was five four, you'd have to, like you said you would have to be absolutely incredible speed or ground strokes or endurance. But to me, five seven is legitimate. Like that's okay. That's sort of like if you're six foot one on the men's tour. I mean. That's the perfect. Yeah, See, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, six, is perfect, because that's where Djokovic, Nadal, Sampras, Federer... Yeah, but I, what I'm, well, I guess I'd probably make six feet. But I feel like if you're 5'11", people are going to say, oh, that's a little too short to be you know, a top player. But if you're 6'1", they're going to be like, okay, that's tall enough. I feel like the same on the women's. If you're 5'7", that's okay, but obviously preferred is 5'10", 5'9". That's probably the sweet spot in the women's is 5'9", 5'10". That's what I would think. But I don't think 5'7", is necessarily detrimental right i see not hor- not bad enough to be a, a limiting factor but well but i i guess <laughs> i think it is but then again at i'm least, sure if you look at the top 20 they're probably all taller than five seven except least, for maybe one or two at least to me at least for Kenan, I, I think it is detrimental um but again i could be wrong she almost beat alina svitolina yeah, I, I liked... It's funny how she's sort of come out of nowhere just in the last six months. I had heard of her for a while, but never really never really done anything. And then all of a sudden, she seems to be getting in good matches and tournaments and going deep in some smaller tournaments. And how have we not talked about the biggest news to hit Texas tennis in decades? It stopped raining? <laughs> Fed Cup's coming to San Antonio. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> sure the crowd's lining up for that. When is that? I think it's pretty soon. Oh, God. It's going to be Cannon and Collins. <laughs> Are we going to go down there and uh, cover it? <laughs> Live broadcast. Oh, God. I don't know who they're going to get, but I, you told me, you were the one that soured me and told me that the Williams sisters are done with Fed Cup. Did I? I thought you said they're, they're never playing that again, I thought. I didn't say that. Oh, well, then I think they've retired from Fed Cup, but then they got they want to play the Olympics next year, so I don't know how that works. Well, we definitely need to uh, look at doing a remote down there. Possibly. Yep. I love San Antonio. It's a great town. WTA, um, call us. ITF. Well, anybody call us. <laughs> Please call in if you're anyone. Call in. <laughs> anyone in any tennis organization. Well, I hope I crushed today because I'm feeling awful. Uh, so <laughs> He's going to pass out as soon as this recording stops. I'm already passed out. You're just <laughs> uh, hearing. So, anywho, so uh, what was your corner? Did we talk about it already? We didn't have a corner. I'm done with my corner. The what, whole show's a corner now. What did I bring up? That I asked you if that was a corner? Oh, I don't know. Golly. <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen. Yeah. Pause this, go back and listen, and then come back and edit it in. Edit it. They're screaming at the radio now, or, or whatever they listen to, their phone. Yeah. You don't no, remember? I don't. Golly. And I, it was after it was the start of our women's segment, I know, but I don't know. Should there be women's tennis? Was that what, <laughs> was that what it was? told you i'm passed <laughs> out so anything i say can't be held against me so we get you gave me the prediction for the for the men's 
what do you see for the women's session now that Serena's out? We got a Osaka. You think I die? She looked a little shaky to me. Eh. They all look shaky, though. Well, you get a buy and the whole thing. Yeah. Well, what is yours? I don't know. I mean, I always end up picking Hal up and she always burns me. Depends on how hot it is in Miami. Maybe Muguruza. But I think the weather's lovely in Indian <laughs> Wells. I don't know that, you know. Maybe Muguruza gets some confidence from that, even though she didn't complete the match. When I think that air's thin out there, so, you know. People will be hitting right through Halep. Yeah. I mean, Osaka is number one in the world now. And so I, theoretically, I, someone should not be able to challenge her. We've just lost Serena. I've lost Wozniacki. Like you said, that doesn't favor Halep there. I don't know. That that draws much more wide open, as is usually the case. And not why, and not for a bad reason. Right. You know, it's like... That, yeah, there's many candidates I to mean, pick. I'm, I'm saying Osaka, but DC could take her out. Yeah, that's probably the most excited, the most exciting match of the next round. I would uh, love to see somebody knock off Djokovic. I don't care if Federer loses at this point because we know he's fading soon anyway. But I would love to see somebody knock off Djokovic just to make it interesting. And it's got to be someone that can do like something, right? Ish. So, yeah, well, shop of all of right. But somebody that can do something the rest of the year, not just some random. You know, he beats, you know, he loses to... They're all random or somebody. at this point. Everybody, they're all written. Nobody is anything right now. Yeah, I'd like to see a catching off or a... It's the purpose of our whole entire podcast. It's been a, it's been a ton of upsets already, which again, like you said, makes sense because nobody's been playing. <laughs> They've well, been playing clay court tennis or not at all. Like I said, this is a weird deal just trying to talk about tennis that's not even halfway over a tournament, you know, we're in the middle of it. But, yeah. Um, so for that reason, this is a stupid schedule. But uh, <laughs> I didn't see your man Gasquet. I know. He's old. He's in the old folks' home. He may not be in. Yeah. Felix he, is taking the reins. He's got to he's gotta ease into things. He's going to take it slow. <laughs> I'm going to hurt himself. Mm. So anyway, well, you got anything else? I think that's it. Thank goodness. Uh, as usual, please, please, please spread the word. Um, make sure you subscribe so it downloads automatically. And, uh, and by the way, if you dig this whole situation we're doing, uh, go review it. I've been forgetting to say that for like the past eight months probably. Um, but I forget that does make a difference in terms of like rankings on the, and I think you said only review it if you're going to give it five stars. Otherwise you don't have to. Yeah. Do me a favor. I mean, don't, (laughs) don't come at me with like, well, they're okay. (laughs) Then why? Just save it. Let other people figure that out. That is the inherent flaw with that rating system. What? That, yeah, it's either it's either somebody that is very passionate about how much they love it or someone, or they got talked into reviewing it because that little thing popped up or they just despise it. You're not getting somebody just say, oh, there's like a two and a half or three. It's always one extreme or the other. <laughs> they should die. <laughs> Greatest podcast I've right, ever heard. That's, those are the only two options. Well, they're correct on the second one. I don't know. We shouldn't. I don't think we should die. No. All right. So uh, check us out on Instagram for no reason. As you know, we're losing Instagram followers. I don't. I thought they thought it would be fun, and then they kind of said, "Well, this doesn't make sense. Why am I following somebody who doesn't send out pictures?" Right. I agree. It's stupid, but it's fun. Um, I don't think. I don't think I'll ever send out pictures. I just don't want to get into that business because then I'll be stuck always sending out pictures, and I just I'm not into that. But uh, you can follow us at uh, at 
Instagram on Tennis Revolution Pod. And, uh, and again, honestly, I guess maybe if I don't have it set, maybe I'll set it and maybe you can DM the show through that. Because I think that's a situation. Again, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I think that's something. So if you follow us, then you can DM us, and then I'll answer you know, if you have questions or you know awful your awful suggestions or whatever. Uh, we'll we'll get them on that in, the Instagram direct message, um, which is what DM stands for. By the way, you didn't know that. I did not. So anyway, so yeah, so maybe that's how we'll do this thing. So Tennis Revolution Pod on Instagram and uh, and only for the purpose of DMing us. And then um, and then if you actually want content from us, um, and still it's not, not really all that much because it's only like, I'll, I'll, that's not true. I'll, I'll send out the odd tweet. Uh, in response to something, and cool people have retweeted me in the past. I need to come with a written mantra that I have about weakest era in tennis, not like a research paper level of but statistics, it, but, but just, just some, our general some tidbits philosophy that, and we have to post that somewhere. I like it so people can just see that immediately. So tw- Twitter is at tennis rev pod because tennis revolution pod you couldn't it wouldn't let me put all those letters. <laughs> so tennis rev pod. Uh, on Twitter, and that's where it's more. I'll retweet stuff. I'll make comments on other things, dumb dumb things people say, uh, etc. And then um, in that one, you know, I, I don't send out pictures, but that's because I don't know how. So, uh, but I would, but I don't. Um, what else? I think that's uh, Facebook. I, I don't even <laughs> honestly. I mean, I do kind of, but I don't. You can just share our show from there. Yeah. So, um, and I will tell you this. I think, what did we say on Twitter? So, here's how many followers followers we have on Twitter. Not a lot. I mean, it's not bad. It's not nothing. Yeah. But we have 205. 205. So, if we get up to 300. I think you said if we get to 10,000. Nope. Certainly, <laughs> certainly didn't say that. So if we get a, it's 300. I mean, we've been at 200 for a minute. So it's not <laughs> like all of a sudden, or if we do all of a sudden get up to 300, that means there's a lot of people out there interested in your That's right. hot takes. Well, with that in that case, it may happen today. So if you get, if we get up to 300, if we hit 300, will you commit to getting a Twitter handle and using it? <laughs> at, at the very least, to follow the podcast yes twitter. absolutely all right let's get hey if you don't have twitter get it if your friends <laughs> don't have it get it hurry up Create and follow some us fake accounts with fake email exactly addresses. we'll get him on and then you can just cancel everything it's fine <laughs> all right i think that's it that's it the only thing we forgot to mention is that they're turning the super bowl date story with eugenie bouchard from a couple years ago into uh, a movie i saw that that's the most awful thing I've ever heard of. Because they're still semi-dating, right? I don't. It, it's all lies. It's all nonsense. <laughs> Who cares? I think I thought he was twelve years and old. And see, do we? Let me just. I know you, you've opened this Pandora's box, so it's your fault. But do we really need a movie that encourages guys to creepily reach out to female celebrities online? That's literally how many guys are going to watch this movie and say, "Man, I'm going to text or message every hot celebrity I know and try to get a date with them." 
You mean girls have been reaching out to you being a celebrity <laughs> on this podcast? Uh, no, no, I agree with no you. No more than normal. You're, you're 100% correct. It's creepy, and I feel bad for girls around the world because of social media. It's been nothing but bad. Yeah, they're going to be inundated with requests now. Well, if uh, Djokovic comes back to win this match, I think you have to go on a date with me. Yeah, it's like... I didn't mean for that to turn into this. <laughs> so, yeah, I... And I'm sorry, I'm not seeing that movie. That must be a Canadian film company making that because I'm not sure who's interested in that. A lot of maple syrup and uh, no, it's not even a movie. Hockey. Like they're not. It's like they're not. If they were married with kids, maybe. Like, what is the end point of the movie? Right. I don't understand. Uh, who cares? Who cares? It's gonna be a short film. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I'll stick uh, with Battle of the Sexes. That's my fault. I apologize for bringing any of that garbage <laughs> up. I just, I did it facetiously <laughs> that we forgot to mention it, yes. knowing that we don't care. Right. Oh, my goodness. But we don't get news very often in tennis, so it, it is it is something. That's true. Yeah. It's, yeah. So. All right. Is that finally it from everybody? <laughs> is that all we got? That's it. I won't bring anything else up. All right. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Go on a date with me, Eugenie.